I'm Maddie. And I'm Ryan. Welcome back to the Mutant Ages, a show where we watch every single animated X-Men TV show in chronological order. And sometimes the episodes are kind of boring, like this week. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. introduced to Piotr, also known as Colossus, who is a, quite the hunk and possibly gay for Wolverine. I'm not sure. What, really? Is that what you thought? I, I feel like he spends the entire episode flirting with Rogue. This is kind of a heterosexual episode. No. By X-Men animated no, series standards. Rogue and Storm have their moments still, so don't worry about like, that. I feel like this is this entire episode is like Storm's unrequited crush on Rogue while Rogue hits on like every man in sight. Well, like that's, 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 that's the subplot of this episode. That is everyone or That's our fan fiction that we would write. Everybody has unrequited like love for Rogue because Rogue can't have sex with anyone, so there's that. I mean, there's always saran wrap. But anyway... Um, in Zentai suits. I, I guess we should just start recapping the episode. Um, do <laughs> well, we have anything else to get to ahead of time? I guess we don't. I don't. I mean, we, we took a little bit of a break. We're back because the 4th of July happened, and Maddie and I were on vacation for 4th of July, so... Yeah, which really just meant I was out of town, so I didn't have a way to edit the episode. Yeah, but instead, y'all, if you follow our Mutant Ages Twitter, which is at the Mutant Ages, you got fun pictures of Jubilee, which is appropriate. It was for yeah, holiday, guys. There's even a Fourth of July joke in this episode because yeah, Jubilee's I was not expecting that fireworks. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, so previously on the X Men, a bunch of shit happened. Now we're here. Yeah, the, there's a flashback about Slave Island, which we did as our previous episode. I mean, ironically, throughout this flashback, I was thinking to myself, you know, it's too bad that we haven't seen Beast in a really long time and he'll never get free. But Beast actually has a cameo in this episode. Not that they set it up at all or remind you that he's in prison, which they could have done in the flashback, but they don't. They don't. Um, Instead, we cover the fact that Storm, Gambit and Jubilee were captured on Slave Island, which was Genosha, mm -hmm. Genosha and they escaped. Yeah. Uh, where they were building a master mold, which poops out like other sentinels, and Trask yeah. got away again, and Cable made his appearance, hunting down the leader. And during all this, Wolverine was like out sniffing some snow and battling Sabretooth. And I now feel the game... like if you hadn't already watched or listened to our show, then you would have no idea what the fuck anything is that Riot just said. Sure. Like at all. Basically, like, what, is, of... what is Master Mold? Okay, what? so basically all the mutants <laughs> were mean, captured I don't know if we and enslaved. I we should try to explain it. Because I'm going to point... try. You've made this a challenge. I'm going to do it. The mutants 
Earths were enslaved, and they were forced to build giant robots that would later kill them. And meanwhile, Wolverine was in the Antarctic being gay. But then mm-hmm. all of them came together on this slave island, which they freed everyone from, and then flew the Blackbird home to the X-Mansion and all gasped dramatically because the X-Mansion was completely destroyed again. Right, but not before Professor X managed to get out in time because he went off to visit his girlfriend, Moira McTaggart. Well, we don't know that yet. Well, I mean, we know that because we know what he's doing, but the average we know that Xavier's know that. a dumbass. That's yeah, all we know. He definitely is, but he's not really in this episode. So this episode, then you know, after the opening credits and we get back to the actual plot, there's immediately a plot hole because suddenly Wolverine is on the Blackbird when in the previous episode he wasn't there, right? No, he was there. Remember, he popped his claws, and that was his only line but in the whole episode. But he wasn't there during any of the Slave Island stuff. So I was like, when did he get no, there? No, because then... Yeah, I mean, you're right that there's a plot hole, because when they were driving back at the end of the last episode, or flying back, I should say, because you can't really drive a plane, <laughs> on the way back, he was there, and he popped his claws. But that is not the, continu- that's not the continuity error I noticed. I noticed then this... At the end of the last episode, he was on the plane and his mask was up and now it's down. And also Storm is wearing regular clothes now when previously she was wearing her uniform. Yeah. I don't really know what's happening there. I think Jubilee also changed. It was it's it's like one of those situations where they couldn't check because they were all animating these at the same time. Yeah. So they were like, "Okay, Wolverine gets there. Don't worry about how and don't worry about what anybody's wearing. It's all fine. And as you've established, it's definitely one of those like Team A, Team B efforts because Team A seems to be much better than Team B. I know that's how animated shows do animators, but I don't know enough about how this show works to say. But it does seem like it's been kind of every other uh okay so anyway we pick um, up and we're on the blackbird and they see that the mansion has been destroyed and cyclops is trying to call xavier and xavier's not picking up the damn phone and mm -hmm. everyone's like the school it can't be and gene of all people the one who's a psychic is like what if the professor's in there and then that's that's when storm walked out and had time to change apparently a rogue a rogue has a great line here that i think is appropriate where she says People don't know we live here. Who would do this to a school? So basically, somebody came and destroyed the school without knowing that they were mutants. So it wasn't even like an act of, you know, prejudice. Which is what she would assume. Kind right. of sad. And so but they yeah. land and they are going through the debris and Wolverine's digging through the debris and Jean's moving shit with her mind. They're all using their powers to find possibly the corpse of Professor Xavier. Yeah. Uh, and Storm transforms her dress into her uniform again because that's a thing that she does. She has <laughs> Why this power. Does she have the ability to do it's that. It's only on the her show? too, and it's like she raises her arms into the sky and she sings things like "Wind, aid my hands." And then as she's blowing wind out of her hands, her uniform changes like twenty-five times. It's you know what? She's one of the characters from Final Fantasy X two. Yeah, she has a dress sphere and she it's does. her costume. I mean, so that would make Jean... any more sense than what we're given. Jean takes her damn time using her powers like multiple times in this episode. Like, I kind of get the logic that they want to move all the debris out of the way to make sure that there isn't Professor X's body underneath all of it. And she's going to use her telekinesis for that. But I feel like she could have skipped ahead and been like, let me just go into a telepathic trance really quickly and like find out where Professor X is. But she doesn't do that until after they've moved all of this debris and haven't found him. And even then, it's completely useless because she still can't find him. 
Right. And she dramatically is like, he's gone. And well, then I she know, goes, and there... she waits seemingly forever. And then she goes, or unconscious. <laughs> or, and then like, doesn't finish her sentence. Yeah, Scott's like, okay, like, Jean. Calm like, down. <laughs> way to ramp up the tension. Also, apparently Jean can't psychically communicate with unconscious people. It's just like, it seemed like a, a way for the show to be like, uh, they're not going to be able to find Professor X for this entire episode, even though they have a psychic on their team. Let's just not worry about it. Well, you could you could argue it's because she doesn't have Cerebro, but she yes. does at the end of the episode. So I know. So then... Who the fuck knows? But it doesn't matter because they go down to the, the sub-basement of the X-Mansion, which is okay, and also drawn in pastels, and... Mm-hmm. They go down there, and Cyclops discovered that there's a voicemail left for them from Professor Xavier. <laughs> and it's completely unhelpful. Oh, God. Because it's like this really fucking vague message where he's like, um, I had to go somewhere I gotta else. Go, beer, I be- can't tell you where, but I, <laughs> it's fine, and I, it will change our lives. You know what? It's because Professor Xavier essentially reverted to being a teenager and put up, like, his... AOL Insta Messenger away message essentially. Yeah, and it's like, you know, really death metal lyrics shit. or something. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I love the part at the end after he says, That's all I can say for now. Goodbye. <laughs> like, he's like, We have this life changing thing, but that's all I can say. Goodbye. And yeah. we're like, But he didn't say where he went. Yeah. And they don't even know. I mean, Cyclops immediately points it out. He's like, We don't know if he managed to leave for his mysterious vacation before or the mansion was destroyed. Like, he might still be buried in the debris somewhere and we didn't find him. Like, we don't know what happened to him. We kind of so hope they go that he's back dead. Outside. What? We kind of hope he's dead. Oh, well, if we we're lucky. do. But for some reason, all the characters on this show really want him to survive and they're worried about him for like the full 25 minutes of this episode. Oh. I, I mean, I wish they wouldn't be. They should go work for Magneto. Well, Magneto has not shown up for a while. I can't wait for that t- guy to come back. But Me in, too. unfortunately, we have to deal with all these other fucking villains in the meantime, like Sabretooth and the Juggernaut. And which who, which who we're cares? about to get to because they go outside and they find giant footprints in the ground. Yeah, and Jubilee's I loved like, this. Oh, because, like, Jubilee's like checking just it out. pawing around on the ground. Yes. He's digging like a dog and like sniffing the ground and like Cyclops my dog does. Like, any clues and then wolverine immediately pushes away some leaves and there's huge footprints there it's like as though he was waiting for cyclops to walk up to him and ask him (laughs) if there were any clues so that he could then be like yeah i've got the clues i've got pulls out a tracking power i bet you 20 bucks that he like found the footprints and then covered them with leaves and waited for everyone to come over so he could do his whole like sniffing routine like he's like check it out i'm a police dog and he's like sniffing around the guard the ground they're like what you got boy and he like moves them aside and cyclops like gives him a treat that's essentially what happens except then wolverine is like okay now i i think cyclops is like don't run off now we all have to work together and wolverine is like bye i know wolverine's like yeah fuck this and jubilee is standing there she's like wow looks like we found bigfoot yeah there are these huge mysterious footprints and that's our only clue and wolverine just immediately rushes off like cyclops, in the direction of oh, I know. the footprints well, it's or he's just running in the opposite direction of Cyclops. But Cyclops is like, yo, Storm, Rogue, and Jubilee, go follow him. Because he likes you guys, so. Yeah, he doesn't say that, but it's implied. Where the fuck is Gambit, by the way? 
I don't know. He didn't even get off the Blackbird. So he was like, after he betrayed them in Genosha, and then he was like, JK, I'm still like a good guy. He was just magically replaced with Wolverine because this is a Wolverine episode. So I feel like suddenly Gambit the character only... in the previous episode who was Gambit is now Wolverine. <laughs> Did he use like that Zelda into Sheik transformation? It's actually Morph the entire time. Just kidding. It, no, That would make more sense than literally any of this. It's well, actually Remy, it's Gambit wearing a dress fear of Wolverine. <laughs> it's a lot of X2 references in this episode. <laughs> so anyway, I thought this was unintentionally funny. Like, Rogue and Storm are driving Jubilee, and Storm says this little lecture about how it's very important for the X-Men to work together, and, like, Wolverine shouldn't be running off or whatever. And then they all get out of the car, they see Wolverine's Jeep, and Storm's first line is, we should split up so that we can find him. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me, Storm? You literally <laughs> were just lecturing everyone about how important it is to stick together as I didn't even notice that. That's amazing. I just noticed that. (laughs) I just noticed that, you know, Rogue's like, he always wants to find, like, Rogue's just essentially saying that Wolverine is angry and wants a reason to hit things. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, that's what he's doing right now. I didn't even notice the weird storm. Like, contradictory thing. Yeah. And then, like, after they split up, it's not like they have cell phones or anything, but I guess they have, like, a way to communicate because later Storm presses on her little X decal, sort of like in Star Trek, where they can communicate with each other using their little pins, at least in the latter-day Star Treks. So I'm like, all right, they guess they have little X-Men cell phones, but we didn't know that, so I was like, why are they splitting up? Anyway, lots of X X details in this episode. Lots of X-Men everywhere. X-Tech. Yep. Anyway. And credits. All right. Thanks <laughs> so for watching, guys. all three guys. of the X ladies split up. <laughs> yeah. And Jubilee, Jubilee wants to find Wolverine. Off. Jubilee's like, Wolverine and I are like buddies. I want to yeah, find him first. Yeah, she's like, I hope I find Wolverine first because we're going to be unstoppable. And I mean, she does. So. Yeah. I mean, luckily, that's exactly what happens. But first, she runs into all these construction workers who are like really mad because somebody has replaced them on this construction site and he's super strong. And Jubilee's like, hmm, I'm looking for a really big guy with big footprints who's probably a mutant. So I know. I love how she's like, was he about this tall? Like, or and no, for he's some like, reason, the construction construction workers are like humoring this random girl like who's wearing a raincoat by the way i mean she always looks like a weirdo (laughs) but like why are they even talking to her why aren't they just like get out of here kid well before they can answer we see a guy who is colossus walk into a building because i guess the manager is like oh you need to go take down that building and he's like He's like, I can do this. And then he like walks inside. For some reason, the whole like building flashes like a bomb for a few minutes there. And yeah, then I it just like collapses. He's destroying the building exactly. But I'm just assuming he's... that he did his arcade move where he's like, Rah! and like, I don't know, created a force field that Colossus does not have. I guess so. I mean, I don't know. But anyway, Jubilee tries to follow him into the building because she doesn't recognize like what a demolition site looks like. like or a construction the two... site. I don't know what she's... How did she get in there? Aren't there usually like fences and guards yeah, and shit? But or she's not... always getting past stuff and like ignoring signs that say danger room and shit. Um, <laughs> so there's like two cross beams that indicate that you're like not supposed to enter a room. Plus it's a cool X like x-men and she like almost oh shit is this an x-men show because this building falls yeah and so luckily wolverine 
just leaps out of the fucking shadows yeah. and grabs her and like rolls her. away. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how he knew exactly when to do that, but whatever. I don't know. And then Colossus just kind of like waltzes out and he's in his metal form. Uh, mm-hmm. For anyone who does not know who Colossus is, he's like this dude who can turn his entire body into armor. And he's also like a total sweetie and a boy scout. So he has like this ridiculously strong power. And he's just like, hello, my name is Colossus. And like, steps out casually he's almost like childlike innocent here it's a little strange like i okay everything that happens here is strange because like the manager's like good job what did you say your name was like he hired him and like forgot his name and colossus's <laughs> response isn't even to give him his real name he's like no he's like i, I am colossus, colossus from, from russia, russia. <laughs> It's like, okay, what? That is like, we like couldn't a normal tell. statement to say. Meanwhile, all the other construction workers are really mad because this mutant just showed up and put them out of a job, essentially, by, like, destroying the building in one go without requiring any fancy equipment at all. Right. And for some reason, Colossus is, like, surprised that they're annoyed about this. It's like as though he's never interacted with other <laughs> like intelligent human beings. Ever. I know. It's not even like he just hasn't interacted with other humans. It's like he has no idea how social dynamics work where he's like why well, is everyone so angry at me did i not destroy the building you can just join the rest of the x-men that are all like super socially awkward i mean, he, I mean i've established that, that is how times. the episode essentially ends i mean not exactly he does like leave in the end but like he definitely fits in with the x-men because he's so fucking clueless oh i it's know i know and then meanwhile he's just he, he's just like they're yelling at them or he, they're yelling at him and He's just like, comrades, why can't we work together? And before anything else can happen, somebody just, like, grabs a fucking truck and plows it into him. And he just yeah. turns into, like, metal and just doesn't move. And the truck goes flying. The guy goes flying out of it. And Colossus is, like, picking up. He's like, I don't understand why you are trying to hit me with this truck. And yeah, like, it's, it's like, Colossus, maybe you should go. Like, you basically just incited, like, an anti-mutant riot. With these I know. bigoted humans who are trying to now kill you. I mean, and let's you're be like fair. standing there like, I don't understand. Like, Where he's basically am I? like a little this kid. This is what it's America really is like. They hit yeah. you with trucks. I, I know. And then I props <laughs> to the manager that like hired him knowing he was a mutant. I mean, Yeah, the manager's fine. But also the manager kind of messed up in terms of like human resources because it didn't occur to him that maybe he should have like planned ahead for this and like or put out like any given some sensitivity training to his employees and been like hey guys i'm planning to hire a mutant and he's gonna do all your jobs in two seconds uh but don't worry you're still gonna gonna get paid you guys on the payroll so like i'm sure we can find a way to to make this construction company good but instead he like doesn't explain anything to anyone and then is surprised when everyone is mad i know i guess i could blame him and not Colossus. Well, also, he might have just been, like, a cheapskate that's like, I'm going to fire all these guys to have this one mutant do all the jobs, which is another weird political thing you can pull from that. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't actually sure what direction this was going to go, and it doesn't ever really get resolved, uh, because Colossus either. doesn't end up, like, staying with this construction No, he doesn't, team. because he clearly states repeatedly throughout this episode that he's only visiting America, so what is this, like, a two-second job? I mean, he probably, like, needs some spending money. It's... I guess he's just like bopping around America. Well, he must he must get paid because then he's at the bank in like two seconds. Well, anyway, so Jubilee sees this and she's like, "That's got to be the guy." And Wolverine's like, "Nah, I don't think so." But then Wolverine two seconds later attacks Colossus anyway. Yeah, he attacks him. 
I guess to find out if Colossus smells like the enemy or not, but I, I don't know. I like um, how Wolverine attacks first and just doesn't go up and sn- smell him. Like, I know that seems like a weird thing to do, but Colo- like Wolverine is at least bisexual. He could come over and be like, what kind of clone are you wearing? Can I get a sniff? Like, but instead Wolverine like jumps just, off. No, he actually climbed up the construction metal pillars and then jumped down on him, so I don't yeah. know when he had time to do all that after telling Jubilee not to attack him. Well, but then Jubilee goes ahead and tries to attack Colossus also because she's like, cool, I want to impress Wolverine, and like, it doesn't work. Colossus is way stronger than both yeah, of them. Yeah, Colossus just stand there like an idiot and be like, wow, silly Americans, is this a ritual of yours? It's like, <laughs> he can't be this idiotic. What? <laughs> he is in this iteration. Uh, I don't know why. He's he's just like a total innocent. I know. Um, and so Colossus leaves, and Jubilee's like, that's gotta be the guy. And Wolverine's like, shut up. My nose told me that it's not the same guy. And she's like, what? Because like, nothing's <laughs> being explained to Jubilee like at all. Like Nobody's told Jubilee that Wolverine has super sniffing. Like That's his fucking power, super sniffing. Yeah, it. I mean, he seems to be better at super sniffing than his healing factor, at least in this iteration of Wolverine. Yeah. Um. So anyway, then Rogue, Rogue gives, gives them a call. A call. Yeah, and Rogue's like, someone big robbed the bank. And then they just, like, cut to the bank, and the bank is completely obliterated. Like, mm-hmm. I thought somebody would just... I thought Juggernaut just kind of waltzed in, but apparently he just, like destroy the entire bank yeah i mean we see him doing it again later with a second bank where he just like is kind of destroying the entire vault and everything so i guess he did that here but somehow colossus got framed for it and they don't show us how this happens which is probably for the best because it makes no sense like juggernaut looks completely different from colossus so anyone who saw juggernaut stomping on the bank and like robbing it wouldn't then look at colossus and be like yeah that's the same guy did they see him because it seems to me that like everybody that was in the bank died I mean, maybe. That's pretty grim. I know, but there's, like, no ambulances. There's no survivors there. It's just Colossus being taken away. Colossus yeah, like, all we see is Colossus getting arrested. Yeah, Colossus is like, I was just trying to make a bank deposit. Uh, you have the wrong guy. Yeah. And Wolverine, like, pops over and it's like, he's right. He's not the right one. And Rogue's like, the hell did you come from? Yeah, but she's also like, a good-looking hunk of a mutant like that shouldn't be in jail. Oh, my it's God. Like, oh, my God, Rogue. This All is, right. R- this the is entire Rogue. episode is going to revolve around Rogue's libido. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, Wolverine essentially pops up and it's like, he sure is, bub. <laughs> he does not. That is exactly what happens. That, and then, they did, then there's that. like a like another 15 minutes of them just like staring at Colossus with little hearts around their heads. No, instead Colossus gets put into like a pound truck like you would put a dog in where there's like bars on the back of the truck and he's like sadly and dramatically looking oh my through God. the bars I and forgot it's like that. I was like wow, this is like some lady in the tramp shit right here. Like, I was like all dogs go to heaven whatever yeah. they're both sad movies i mean they're both like dogs going to the pound movies i don't know it yeah. was i don't think there are actual jail cars like that but anyway all right okay so, this we get this amazing scene that i laughed at so hard because they go to the jail that colossus is being kept at and apparently this is like a mutant special jail yeah. and uh rogue and Stormwaltzen, i don't know how they get it like nobody stopped them and the only security this like mutant specific jail has is like there's no door there's like a desk and like a security guard at it and that's like the entire security team for this very high like there's no budget for the mutant jail so 
I mean, maybe there are a whole bunch of other guards and Rogue just like did the same thing, but we don't see it. But I mean, what happens is Storm is like, okay, Rogue, like, let's get past the guard, but don't make a scene. And like, God, I don't remember what Rogue Oh, says. I wrote it down. Rogue, Rogue's like, don't worry, sugar, I got this. And she like walks over to the guard all sexy and like sprawls herself across the Meanwhile, table. Meanwhile, she's also wearing her full costume. I know. I, like I noticed that too. It's like flashy, bright green Zentai suit. And it's like, she's clearly a superhero. Nothing and this guy is, is like, exposed. Hey, I know this guy's like, oh, I'm into Halloween costume parties. And Rogue's it's, just like, you look a little on the weary side, honey. Been a long shift. And the dude like, is like, if a complete stranger <laughs> walks up to you at your guard job and starts just hitting on you, wouldn't you be ridiculously like a little suspicious? suspicious? Yeah. No, this guy is like, my night's a lot better now that you showed up. This complete stranger. I know. And, and, then, she and then Rogue takes off her glove and is like, my hand's really cold. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he's like, uh, like, why is she taking off her glove if her hand's cold? None of this works, but for some reason it works on this idiot. I, oh and the guy's like, you know what they say about cold hands. No, I don't know what that I means. I don't either. And she just puts her hand on his hand and, and says, out cold. Oh my God. It's Which so Which I bad. guess is like it's a funny It's also like she's walking words, over but... and taking off her glove and she's like, she's like, my hand is suddenly chilly. I don't know why. And the guard's <laughs> it's like, well, let me just. It's almost as though I took my glove off. <laughs> I know. Meanwhile, Storm's just standing there. So it's like, do you think the guard like doesn't, uh, like, why does that this guard understand that they're. Yeah. Like, why isn't this guard like, who's that other lady? Like, I what's know. happening right now? And Storm's just standing there being like, Why? Like tapping her foot, like get it over with. Please seduce the guard so that we can do the rest of our jobs. I here. know. So she takes his keys, which is hilarious because then seconds later, Storm blows up the security camera. They're passing by with a huge lightning bolt. And then Rogue goes to use the keys on Colossus's cell. And she's like, wrong key. And she just rips the door off anyway and just tosses it aside, which is yeah. the second time in this show that they in the only other time that they've acquired keys and both times they've not been able to use the fucking keys <laughs> i don't think the x-men know how to use keys yeah i think they like kind of try once miss the like you know the lock like they don't even get it in and then they're like doesn't work and just like blows apart the wall instead yeah pretty much um so anyway colossus is like already having a conversation with the person in the next cell and that person turns out to be beast everybody who speaks fluent russian apparently and like, oh, I ha know. has become best friends with colossus in the past you know hours also so. colossus doesn't know who anyone is so he's like who the fuck are you guys and then like <laughs> beast is like oh that's rogan storm and everyone's like beast like they didn't know that he was being kept there like i know like they forgot where he even was even though they should know. <laughs> know and meanwhile beast is like like mentions that gene sent him cookies in prison but apparently storm and rogue forgot he was there and didn't know his address i like, like how jesus i like how gene is at home well that's why she wasn't in so many episodes she was busy baking cookies for beast and like sending well, at least them through somebody the mail. gives a shit about beast he's like barely on the show so far oh my god anyway this is this is actually really strange because as, as we recall from previous beast episodes beast is still waiting for his actual court hearing um he had a bail hearing before it went terribly and for some reason he's still convinced that if he goes to have his actual trial it'll like turn out well for him except that there's no way it will because he's now associated with the x-men who are like increasingly breaking the law okay also he's associated with magneto 
So, yes. I mean, he's just associated with a whole bunch of, like, terrorists and vigilantes. Plus, there's all this anti-mutant bigotry happening. So, like, there's just no way he's going to get out of jail. But for some reason, he's like, nope, I'm going to do it the respectable way, even though all signs point to it not working. But Colossus, you should definitely escape. That's and what go I... With oh, Rogue and my God. I'm glad that you pointed that like, out because why? I was like, what? That, that doesn't make any sense, Beast. And Beast is like, just go with them. They'll be able to help you. And I'm like... Well, it's why actually can't they really help strange you? because like Colossus is in a situation where he probably could get free potentially because it was a case of mistaken identity. And if there was like any footage whatsoever of the juggernaut destroying that bank, if there Colossus was like would be literally one witness, like, yeah, also like, like literally if one other person saw what happened. Well, honestly, like the, I don't understand why they are still thinking it was him because be well during this juggernauts robbing another bank like seconds after he robbed the first one. I know. So like clearly they got the wrong guy, but for some reason now Colossus has to be a fugitive. Like? I don't know. And anyway. so, so then security is coming and Storm's like, we have to quickly make an escape and like do it secretly. So she like creates a giant tornado. Yeah, meanwhile, Rogue and Colossus run over to this other wall, and there's no door there, so Colossus just walks through the wall, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, so Colossus actually could have escaped prison at any time, because he could just I know. walk through shit. I know, so, and meanwhile, Rogue's pretending as if she can't do anything, she's like, dear, dear, there's no door here, whatever will we do, my strong, handsome Colossus? <laughs> I know, it's like, kind of funny. And Colossus is like, is this helpful? And like walks through the wall. <laughs> I, just, I just imagine him being like, it's like walks like an idiot through the he wall. Like walks, walks through the wrong wall, like into another cell. And Rogue is like, it's not. It's like, honestly not. Still free beast. And beast is like, it's still not my time to go. <laughs> They're like taking beast out and he's like running back in like, no. Oh. So, okay. They all escape and they run back outside and they see guards coming and Storm, I don't know how this works, but Storm creates like a windstorm of ice that creates an entire ice wall in place of the hole that Colossus walked through yeah. in seconds. She can create ice all of a sudden in this, which I guess she can do. There's I guess a couple if it moments was like, in this episode where she can like create ice. It's one of those situations where they keep writing these episodes as if Iceman should be there because he yeah. should. Like, since he's one of the main X-Men, he's in, like, one episode of this five-season series. I feel like Storm is very overpowered. Like, she basically has telekinesis with how much she uses winds all the time. And she can create, like, water, lightning bolts, ice. Like, she has, like, a lot of control over her Basically, powers. she's, like, Captain Planet and all the Planeteers' powers. Like... It's it's crazy. Like, I feel like not all iterations of Storm show her with this much isolated no, examples but you of know her what? power, where she can, like, throw an individual lightning bolt from yeah, her hand. Yeah, like, also, shit. like, appears out of her brain sometimes, or her eyeballs. Like, I like yeah. the time she shot electricity out of her eyes, and it that was effective. Plus, she can change her clothes in, like, a second. I anyway, mean, this version of Storm is the best one, clearly. If, you, if we have five rings, we don't summon Captain Planet anymore. We just straight up summon Storm, which I'm okay yes. with that. So anyway, the Juggernaut's robbing a second bank, and I don't know how people aren't recognizing him, because it's like this really visually distinctive weirdo, because yeah. it's the Juggernaut. And, and also, all the money he's just on. like throwing up into the air and like rubbing against himself, and the money's like yellow, it's not even green. I don't know what country they're in, but it's not the US if it's yellow. 
It is America because Colossus says it's America like 60 times. I know. I'm just pointing out that it's very weird. It looks like Monopoly money. He's just like it throwing Monopoly really money strange. everywhere. It does. Anyway, Wolverine and Jubilee find this bank heist happening and so they sort of try to sneak up on him but they do like a terrible job of sneaking up on him and somehow he still doesn't see them they like fall into an alley like oh right in god, front of him oh my god that's because wolverine's like sneaking up on him and he's like i'm gonna sneak up on him <laughs> and like starts screaming like but it somehow works because wolverine does sneak up on the juggernaut and like slices through the money bags and steals all the money back without the juggernaut even noticing oh i know that's hilarious and then jubilee picks up some of the bunny and runs back into the bank and just like throws it everywhere and she's like there's more in the alley can't explain gotta go and, and like for leaves. some reason like she doesn't get arrested <laughs> i don't know they, she, they're who like did she i guess the we money should let to? that kid there go. were just some random people in the bank they weren't even like the bank tellers she just gave some random people thousands of dollars like i assume they off. worked at the bank but you're right i have no idea who those people were this, this episode is not very good it's not great. Um, so I mean, anyway, it's better than Wolverine the entire in the U.S. Snow. military is also there. So there's like tanks and shit that are like trying to destroy Juggernaut, but of it's course not none of it military. is working. It's like they have the tanks, but their tanks are being operated by like lower end cops. Yeah, it's it's weird. I I don't know how to describe it, but some sort of like public forces are there with tanks all of a sudden. SWAT yep, team, I, I guess. I there's no SWAT team, and Juggernaut screams. Oh, I'm scared. Sticks and stones won't break my bones, but tanks will never hurt me. He has like a million one-liners in this episode, and I didn't think any of them were funny, so I didn't write any of them down. Guys, the Juggernaut's not an interesting character. <laughs> He's not, but almost this entire next like 10 minutes of the episode is taken up by him trying to say jokes and me being like, why are why is, you talking? You no, know, Maddie's just like, why is this an episode? I kind of, I mean, I because don't Because you would think it was going to lead to his backstory with him and Xavier, but it really just doesn't. It's just like, the, the juggernaut's here robbing banks. That's his thing. But why? Okay, so, I mean, I guess we'll get to the explanation in a second, insofar as there even is one. Um, so Jubilee, like challenges juggernaut i can't remember what order everything happens in. Uh, but, she, she challenges but wolverine juggernaut is fighting juggernaut and then jubilee is like standing on top of a building and i think while wolverine and juggernaut are fighting juggernaut explains his deal which is that he's trying to get professor xavier's attention and he was like robbing banks is the only way i could find xavier i already went to the mansion and destroyed it and he wasn't there so i had to get his attention somehow and I guess Xavier sent all of these stupid mutants for me to meddle with. But and yeah, I and find Jubilee's like shooting guy. fireworks at him, and that's when we get our Fourth of July thing. Because Juggernaut's like, yeah. "What is this? The Fourth of July?" Yeah, yeah. As I watch and, this um, on the Fourth of July, Wolverine is like, "No, don't!" And then Juggernaut walks over to the building Jubilee is standing <laughs> on. <laughs> this and doesn't make any sense. Uproots the building, and then she falls. Like he like picks up the building and shakes it, which bit that, that, that doesn't kill her. Like she. She falls from the top of That's a building onto the ground. That's not how the physics of a building works. There's like a foundation and shit. Well, according to this, it's fine. And he even puts the building back down and it like stays there. Yeah. Which also wouldn't work. Yeah. he's de- He just had a bunch of this episode where he's picking up buildings like Lego buildings. Yeah. It's, it's really wild. But mostly I was like shocked that jubilee was alive like apparently she has a healing factor but wolverine doesn't because he's being like completely getting the shit beaten out of him by juggernaut in this fight well jubilee's about to get the shit beaten out of her but then rogue comes flying out of nowhere and like 
punches Juggernaut. And Colossus also shows up. And so Rogue and Colossus are finally there to like put some super strength right, right. to good and Colossus use. Colossus is like, you freed me for your crimes. You would pay. Why would you do that to a fellow mutant? And like mm-hmm. Juggernaut's just like, I'm not a mutant. Tinhead, my powers are magical, obviously. Like, yeah. which uh, I guess this is the first time in the whole series that the concept of magic. I was might about exist. to say that too. I think this is the first time they introduced that magic is real in the Marvel universe. I like how we got time travel was a thing before magic also well, existed. Well, time travel is like a sci-fi thing, so it sort of fits within the the oeuvre of the show. But introducing magic is like. It's something that even the Marvel Cinematic Universe has struggled to do <laughs> because they're like pretty firmly sci-fi. But then with Doctor Strange, they were like, all right, how are we going to explain that? Yeah. I would, Oh, my God. What if Juggernaut meant that he was like a magician? So he's like, my powers are magic. <laughs> this is an illusion. I know. It's an illusion. He like takes off his helmet and like rabbits and like doves come flying out and some like yeah, decks of cards. Yeah, then he like saws Wolverine in half. It's pretty good. Yeah. That's not even a magic trick. That's just Wolverine like literally rehealing himself. Yeah, exactly. That was the joke. Thanks oh, for getting no, it. No, no. He's actually like the other dude in The Prestige. So it's like Juggernaut versus like Wolverine because Hugh Jackman plays Wolverine. Oh, wow. We're going to so take this Christian back. he's Christian Bale? Yeah, he's Christian Bale. Why didn't they just cast Christian Bale as the Juggernaut in I don't the know. one movie where the Juggernaut appears? It would have been perfect casting. Uh, anyway, no one cares. Um, so Colossus starts throwing cars at the Juggernaut, and I was like, does Colossus not understand that cars have value and that he shouldn't be like picking up other people's cars and just throwing them at this guy? I don't that know. annoyed me for it whatever reason. It didn't like, make any sense because they're like, oh, look at Colossus. He's such a good guy, and he was being framed by the Juggernaut, even though he keeps destroying like government property. Yeah, I mean... I guess it's because Colossus is just too stupid to realize what he's doing. It's weird. It's a strange characterization of him. It is. So, then, like, as soon as Colossus starts throwing cars, obviously the Juggernaut starts throwing cars back. Colossus picks up a tank. Yeah. Then the Juggernaut throws the tank back. It's like, Colossus, don't do d- this. Don't ache him on. <laughs> and Juggernaut's just glowing for some reason, which isn't really explained. Oh, so then we get to remove some more buildings, because then Storm picks up an entire building with the tornado. Yeah, which, sure, at least a tornado could conceivably pick up a building. But again, Storm, you just could be, you just picked up probably a building full of like thousands of people and just murdered them by hurling this like property at Juggernaut. Although, to be fair, probably everybody evacuated the town as soon as they like saw Juggernaut because he Uh, just destroyed an entire bank. Because he just destroyed two banks and like they put Colossus in the jail and they're like, this was the guy. But I mean, nobody, the humans are idiots. I don't know. They're doing exactly what they do in the opening, which is that they just kind of run between the mutants and scream. But they're not, I mean, yes, but (laughs) we don't even really see that in this episode. There's no like screaming humans because that would be way too dark if they were like having storm throw a building full of people that were like about to die. Like they would never show that on this show. So anyway, she throws a building on the juggernaut and Jubilee is like shocked and she's like, you killed him. I mean, wouldn't Jubilee be more worried about all the other people that Storm also killed? Whatever. Storm keeps murdering people. Have you noticed this? 
<laughs> well, Storm points out that she probably didn't kill him because she's like, nothing we know of can hurt him. So he's <laughs> probably fine. And she's correct. And, and that's when Jean's like, well, I'm trying to attack his mind, but I can't. And Cyclops just waltzes in like out of nowhere casually. And he's just like, his helmet protects him from probes. I have a plan, but we're going to have to work together for a change, Wolverine. And we're like, Cyclops, <laughs> where did you come from? so much i was like cyclops fuck you like you're so mad at wolverine all the yeah, time also you weren't doing anything and wolverine was i know like wolverine is doing his shit and you're just fucking standing there like cleaning your glasses i don't fucking know anyway so cyclops is there to finally save the day with like a ridiculously long plan that involves each x-men using their powers on the juggernaut like in order oh my god <laughs> it's like it's like 12 attacks and then it all ends with wolverine limping on the juggernaut and using his claws to like rip off the screws that keep the helmet on. he didn't even really get it off like i think cyclops he didn't. He got also it, like, blasted partially it off. off and then like cyclops got another screw off and I- I don't like know. They all like took turns like one. jumping on him and taking off screws, and then Rogue comes in and like grabs him with her bare blow. hands, and she's like, "I'm just gonna take your power, sugar. It's gonna be a fun time. I can't wait to become you." And Juggernaut's, last, Juggernaut's like, "Yeah, but my powers are magical and never ending, so you're just touching me and absorbing my powers, and it's not affecting me." Yeah. And so instead, she's like absorbing his personality and his like I his guess, memories, and, like, and she like fucking magic? loses it. I don't know. I- and I she don't starts, really understand this. She like, well, this is a thing that she can do is that she absorbs somebody for too long. They can like share brain space with her. I mean, I got that part, but like, why does she turn into like electricity? You know what? It's probably just <laughs> magic. I don't fucking know. I mean, why I guess can Storm the, I like shoot electricity out of her eyes? I don't know. So Cyclops could already do that. Too much of Juggernaut, and he like passes out a little bit, but it but takes not forever. Really. But meanwhile, and Rogue is screaming insane shit. She goes, "Charles, I was the weak one. Now I'm the strong one, and I'm going to destroy you and your pathetic X Men." And then Rogue just flies away, screaming like and like, like shooting electricity out of every orifice. And she's like it's, doing a shrill scream for like a full on two minutes here. It's a lot. She just and is Storm, flipping like, out. Storm tries to follow her and like save her girlfriend and be like, "Oh my god, what's happening?" Right I know now? she's just like, let it go, let it go. And then Rogue's like, "No, I'm not. I'm better than Xavier now." And everyone's just like, <laughs> "What the fuck is happening?" And then so Jean just comes flying out with Cerebro on her head. So I guess they where did, did have they, Cerebro. Where did she get it? Like, I don't she know. Just has they could have used it to find Professor Xavier or the Juggernaut. I don't fucking know. This episode makes no sense. It's like <laughs> so they wrote she- the episode and didn't check like what they wrote at the beginning of the episode that's what it seems like to me yeah they wrote they actually just like filmed it all in one go and didn't edit it at all um so gene finally is helping because she's gonna brainwash the juggernaut and as soon as she brainwashes him she passes out because every time gene exerts any effort whatsoever she passes out Which for like five not minutes Jean gray because the phoenix chooses her for a fucking reason whatever and meanwhile rogue is still screaming she's like saying stuff about they love brother not me they love brother but not me it's like still shooting lightning bolts and oh my god that's the part where she shoots a lightning like a beam of light that shoots out of her off the planet into the universe somewhere yeah yeah <laughs> and I was it's like, kind of like a dark phoenix moment of her own where she's but like, like what was that super powered magical 
lady all of a sudden in the sky and meanwhile storm is like trying to get to her because as soon as she shoots off this massive energy beam into the universe she starts falling and like passes out and is gonna die and instead of storm saving her colossus Colossus is like standing in just the right place at the right time to catch her and storm is just like standing sadly in the background i know poor storm colossus is on it and Colossus is like, ha, 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 oh, silly American girls. And we're like, you're the idiot. So, like, it's you, <laughs> like, Colossus. You didn't do anything. Yeah, like, you, you, you just destroyed a bunch there. of property. And then I was like, well, America certainly is interesting. Can't wait to go and see the sights. And we're like, <laughs> no, no. Anyway, yeah. so then we have Juggernaut who's like, they like just let him walk away. Yeah, like Juggernaut is like, who am I? What yeah, he's am like, I doing he's like, here? I don't remember where I am. Who and am I? What am I? Off. And he just walks away. None of the X Men stop him. None of the cops stop him. It, like nobody sees this massive dude leave. Yeah, nobody recognizes him without the mask on. I so guess. So is this like a Magneto thing where like you can kill like thousands of people, but then once when you forget or who you are or become good, you're like, oh, all is forgiven. I think they genuinely didn't recognize him because according to the logic of this episode, everyone is an idiot. Like, <laughs> it's like as soon as he stops They were becoming... like, oh, he doesn't have a mask on. That's just some guy. <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. I mean, they literally I thought guess. Colossus was the same guy. So, like, they don't know anything. I don't know. You're right. Okay. So, anyway, uh, Cyclops is helping Jean come to black, back to life. She's like, I put him under hypnosis and he won't remember who he is or where he is. But the problem is... We, we won't know when it wears off. And Wolverine's like, we'll be ready when it does. And I'm like, will you, Wolverine? Because yeah, nobody like, was ready for any of this. just letting him leave. Like, why wouldn't you take this opportunity to, like, kidnap him, take him back to the X-Mansion, like, which admittedly anything? is demolished for now. But, like, you could tie him up and, and like, make sure he doesn't get the helmet back. Like, well, anything? I guess the Juggernaut just gets to leave. Apparently he does, and they don't even, like, care. Yeah. And then they go back to the expansion, and Colossus is like... Well, first Wolverine makes a snide comment about how teamwork is wimpy, but he guessed it worked anyway, and it's like, okay, calm I don't down. remember that, but Wolverine needs to, like... <laughs> he just, like, needed to neg Cyclops really quickly before they went home. I it, I don't know what's happening. And at home, Colossus is helping them rebuild the expansion with a bunch of co-workers, like, construction workers. Maybe the same ones from before, for all we oh, know. Oh, were there construction workers there? I thought Colossus was just doing it completely by himself. No, there were a few construction workers, and I just assumed that they were probably, like, the same ones that or were Or maybe working. Colossus, like, found the few construction workers who were able to actually work with him and was like, hey, I've got a job for you guys. Yeah, he, like, gives them work, whatever. And so... Jubilee's like, hey, so like the X Mansion is totally a kind of place for you, and Professor Xavier would love you. And Colossus is like, well, I've got to fix your house and write to my sister and see more of America. Anyway, bye. And like yep. leaves. He just leaves. I it's, know. That's I, it. <laughs> I know. But then we have Wolverine be like, I never realized how much this dump means to me. And Jubilee's like, yeah, it's the first place that I ever felt like was home. And Wolverine is like, I sure hope Professor Xavier's all right. And Jubilee's like, don't worry, Wolverine. We'll find him. Which is so ironic because Professor X voluntarily left to like go on a dumbass vacation. And they were so worried about him. And they're like, now we have to find him. And it's like, he's fine. Like Wolverine's just like crying in the corner for some reason. I don't know. Him and Xavier were not agreeing about literally anything before. So why does he care so much? 
I guess because the mansion got destroyed and he thought Xavier was dead, so like he suddenly cared. I don't know. I don't buy it. I do. I do like Wolverine and Jubilee in this episode because I do feel like it's a they good. They are cute. Well, I think it's a good translation of their comic book counterparts, where like you know Wolverine is this big gruff dude and Ju- like has attitude and doesn't like working with others and like kind of doesn't follow the rules. And Jubilee's like, yeah, I don't follow the rules either, and I'll just say whatever the fuck I want and also do whatever the fuck I want. But she's like louder or more obvious about it and wolverine is like yo 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 it's cool if you want to be the rebel but here's the cool way to do it <laughs> i think it's endearing that wolverine still likes jubilee even though it's like not really explained why but it's kind of like he can relate to her style because she's rough and tumble and like has been an orphan and stuff and lived in a bunch of different places I think it doesn't really have a family yeah, and like hasn't so really had a home like, get that and they they relate to each other even though they're both sort of independent types who like don't rely on anybody else they still like each other it's yeah. cute yeah and also I, I i love a good rogue and storm episode and i even liked cyclops and gene in this one the only problems i had was like colossus just seemed oh i, I thought you like, would say there wasn't any gambit which is the problem well there isn't any gambit and we did just have a great Gambit episode. But um, also I was going to say Colossus and Juggernaut are like the main focus of this episode. And like, I didn't care about either of them. So I was like, which I'm is too bad because this. at least you could have cared about Colossus if he was written better than he was here. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I mean, Colossus has never really been my favorite either. So it's kind of a hard it's I don't know. He's hard for sure because he's literally hard. <laughs> But, you know, I care more about his sister more than I care about him. So because magic yeah. is a very cool character. Well, there was also the scene with Beast, which we touched on a little bit. And I, I guess that's a good way to talk about politics insofar as there's any politics. I in was going to say, are there any politics? Let's check the news. So this is the only thing, really, is that this episode also kind of introduces these ideas of anti-mutant bigotry and, like, if you get imprisoned or, or wrongfully imprisoned by humans, which we've seen happening to the mutants multiple times in multiple iterations, like innocent mutants getting captured um, because of bigotry and being framed or whatever. And also, apparently, all mutants look the same. Yeah, which I was like, oh, are we really going to go there? Okay. <laughs> um, so it's sort of like it's i didn't mind it because once again it was kind of subtle like i don't i don't like it when these the metaphor is like really really heavy-handed and like weird like some of the the early stuff with beast i was like i don't know if this metaphor for racism really works but in this case it it it's like very subtle it is it is and you're right about that why is it the beast isn't leaving but he thinks it's okay for colossus to leave and i think it's because like shit's complicated for them like there isn't really a right answer here like colossus could stick around and try his chances but it's possible he'd get caught in the courts for years like beast and like he's not even from america like you know what i mean like he's right. not even an american citizen he could be totally fucked so like him being a fugitive might actually be safer because at least maybe he could go home i don't know i mean I don't know his situation. I felt, like I don't know if he had to like fill out any paperwork or anything, or if he even has paperwork. Right. I, I mean, I think maybe part of it here is because Beast is obviously a mutant, and Colossus could get away. Yeah, but I mean, it's Colossus, and he just turns into metal at any given time and starts throwing yeah, cars. He's like an idiot. So I don't know. But he can still pass for human, and that's, Beast can't. That's true. And I think so. another point with the them saying that all mutants look alike 
by comparing Juggernaut and Colossus who don't look anything like and be like, all mutants are the same. They all look the same. Is then Juggernaut being like, I'm not even a mutant. So like, that's kind of a subtle nod in there too because that happens all the time where people are like, oh, that guy's gay. And the person's like, no, I'm not. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, I just have magic powers. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty gay. That happens constantly. (laughs) Yeah, obviously. Being a mutant is a little more defined, at least according to the rules of this show, where you either are or you're not. And having magic powers is like this new wild card where it's like, oh, so there's another unknown thing. And the show, I actually think, has done a pretty good job of very slowly introducing these things, like kind of like one per episode where it's like, okay, so there's giant robots. Okay, so there's this Magneto guy. Okay, so here are some of Magneto's cohorts. And And there's a bunch of mutants that live in the sewers because they're too ugly to come up to the the surface. (laughs) Which is kind of bullshit. But whatever, that's another perspective. And then, you know, there's magic. There's oh, and there's also time travel. Yeah, I was going to say time travel. So like, that's it's just interesting. So even though this episode wasn't like the strongest episode, I feel like it did a good job of introducing some elements that we haven't seen yet. And it also further complicated the relationship that the mutants have with each other. And right. like, should we all be on the same side or not? And like, how do we see these things? And as we all know, there's like, as I said, there's time travelers, there's magicians. And now and don't forget about the Native Americans that live in Alaska with no technology in 1995. Well, you're right. Listen, the show's not always accurate, okay? All right. Well, maybe they time traveled there. Who knows? The other thing I wanted to say, which isn't necessarily a politics thing, is that this episode, for all my other complaints about how simple it is, I think it does a good job of saying that the juggernaut is related to Professor X without coming out and actually literally saying that. It like, also does a good job of sort of like through going Rogue's into their lines. background because like Rogue's, Rogue is, as you said, it's being told through Rogue's lines. And she's screaming about, like, not even really explain. She says, you know, they like brother, not me. So, like. Yeah. And it's like all this sibling rivalry stuff, which is pretty heavy handed. But, like, for a kid's show, it's interesting to deliver those lines through another character because it's like, this is what the juggernaut is thinking inside. This is like his latent anger that is being translated through Rogue. It's not stuff he would literally say. It's like his memories and feelings that she's suddenly absorbed and is bringing to the surface. Yeah, especially when she, like, walked over to him. She's like, my hand is cold and, like, put it on his head. (laughs) Yeah, that was the most subtle part of the show. It really was. Uh, You know what's interesting is that, I mean, this is just their character bios, but Xavier and his brother, Kane Marco, uh, that's the Dragonaut's real name, um, they switched because Xavier, when he was younger, he was the strong, lively one until he's paralyzed in a wheelchair for the rest of his life and uh k marco was the weak one and once when he got older he got the power to become big and strong so it's like they switched places essentially yeah but it's also like still a sign of how the juggernaut has his own insecurities about his brother having mutant powers i mean what's i I don't know what to say about him robbing a bank though like yeah that's really weird i mean i guess it's like his mockery of like xavier's obsession with societal norms and morality and just being like i don't care but i don't know that's really reading a lot he's like barely not he's barely taking the money he took some bags but there's a period where he's just like fucking throwing it everywhere like i mean he says he's only doing it to get xavier's attention so like like, a child yeah i guess everybody in this every adult in this show acts like they're 16 i know or younger i mean the juggernaut and colossus act like they're 10 years old in this episode okay colossus is an idiot 
All right. I, 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 mean, I don't I don't have anything else to say on politics because like what what is there? I mean, I like I think yeah, we do... and I mean, there's not a lot here. It's it's kind of like the bog standard anti mutant bigotry stuff that we've already seen in other episodes, and it isn't yeah. really delved into here because for some reason the writers of this episode thought that they should devote almost the entire episode to Juggernaut saying stupid puns. So they did that instead of like writing an actual plot. Yeah, pretty much. I I don't know. I, right. I have I've got nothing else. <sighs> what's next? I don't even know what's next on the X Men agenda. Hopefully something good, because it's been three weeks and this is what we get. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready? Yes. Okay, ready and go. Who's <laughs> that? <laughs> okay, hold on. I just gotta do that again. <laughs> All right. That's all staying in. Okay. We're doing this live. Uh, ready? And... Who's that X-Men? I hope that, met. I hope that worked at all. Um, so, surprisingly, this episode is called The Unstoppable Juggernaut, but I'm not devoting any time to him on this because he gets to come back and have an origin story later, which Colossus does not. We get to meet Colossus's younger sister when Colossus comes back. So... I would rather devote our time to Colossus now because this may be the last chance we get. That's fine by me because Juggernaut gets way too much time in this episode and I just don't care. Yep. All right. So his real name is Piotr Rasputin, sometimes also referred to as Peter. Uh, it depends on, you know, if you go by his English name or not. And as we know, we can transform his body into steel, which gives him superhuman strength and durability. Also, he's Russian, which is another superpower. Uh, he's he's very quiet. He's honest. He's a Boy Scout. Uh, he just does everything the correct way, he, like even more so than Cyclops does, because you know he's following like Boy Scout rules, not Professor Xavier's rules. And his story is kind of fucking crazy because he does lots of dying and coming back, as the X Men do. Uh, so he was born on a Soviet collective farm. He lived with his mother and his father and his brother and sister. His brother, Mikhail, I don't know if it's Michael. It's supposed to be Michael in Russian, so I don't, Mikhail. I don't know. You're asking the wrong person. Well, anyway, he dies, and it, <laughs> according to Wikipedia, he died in a rocket accident, whatever that means. Um, <laughs> I'm actually not very... I don't know a lot of Colossus. I, like, know Colossus's vague origin, but, like, not anything worth me going back and rereading. And I mean, it's I'm been... going to guess there's, like, a Soviet-Russian plot line where they're, like, trying to develop Probably, but it was 40 years ago, and yeah. I don't plan on revisiting that. Uh, and his he lived with his uh, sister, Ileana, who is a major X-Men character and is major in the comic books again now. I believe she's been part of the main teams for about a decade again. And so he, at one point, saved Ileana from a runaway tractor, because tractors do that sometimes, and he turned it to metal for the first time, protecting her. And shortly after, Professor Xavier contacted him and was like, hey, you should come join my X-Men. And so Colossus joined the fir- the second generation of X-Men. So after, you know, the original five, which was Beast, Iceman, Cyclops, Angel, and Jean, there was the second generation, which had people like Wolverine, Storm, Colossus, Nightcrawler. And a lot of the more famous ones are honestly from that generation. That's like completely different from what happens in this episode where he's like, yeah. you know what? I'm not even going to meet this Xavier guy. Pretty much. Uh, so Colossus was named by Xavier. Like, he's the one that called him Colossus. And um, at one point, a woman named Miss Locke kidnapped a bunch of people's loved ones in order to help her employer, Arcade. Um, and that included uh, kidnapping Ileana. 
and they brainwashed Colossus at one point to become the proletarian to fight the X-Men, but the X-Men set him free along with Ileana, and that's when Ileana goes to live with Colossus in the X-Mansion. Uh, and then she's again held captive in the in Limbo, which is like essentially like purgatory, like a hellish purgatory where nobody ages, and during the time she becomes a, a dark sorceress, and like, I know it's not Ileana's origin time yet, but it's important to mention with Colossus, because when she comes back later, he's all like, what the fuck? So, because <laughs> like, you know, he, he thinks she's dead. And she he doesn't go to really save her, which becomes like a problem between the two of them, because she's pretty mad about it for a really long time. Uh, Colossus also is constantly in and out of relationships with Kitty Pride. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh like that's a pairing that has always happened, but Kitty just can't deal with him being a Boy Scout and putting himself before others. So she's always like, "We can't actually like have a family one day because you're always throwing yourself on the line." Where you know she's like, "I could like we can't really do that like if this is going to continue," but. You know, at one point, he was, like, emotionally distraught over his feelings between Kitty and the uh, alien healer Saji, and he had a drunken bar fight with Juggernaut, so that's where that all comes from, is because there was one point where Colossus was getting drunk because he was in love with two people and Juggernaut was there. (laughs) Wow, why wasn't that what this episode was about? Sounds a lot more exciting. (laughs) Uh, And then revisiting the mutant massacre, which is when all the Morlocks were murdered. Uh, Mm -hmm. Kitty is severely injured by one of the marauders, and it sets Colossus over the edge that he is attacking Riptide and breaks Riptide's neck. So he's like one of the first X-Men we see, like actually visibly either kill somebody or get real close to killing somebody. Yeah. and Riptide's powers give Colossus terrible wounds, and he's sent to Weir Island to heal because he was trapped in his metal form, like he couldn't actually get out of it after that. Right. And during the X-Men's fight with the adversary, Colossus had Ileana teleport him into the battle to save them, even though he was still healing, and he like gave his own life and died to try and save them. But then seconds later, he was revived in Romanova, and he decided to... It was best for everyone to think that he was dead. So, like, they all thought he was dead and he just, like, parted ways. But then it doesn't matter because even though he, like, is like, well, I'm just going to not let them know I'm still alive. It's better that way. He gets brainwashed anyway <laughs> and becomes Peter Nicholas. where he And that's when he dates Callisto for a while, who had turned into a hot supermodel by the mutant mask, who has the ability to change people's appearances. Right. And then the Shadow King tried to use Colossus to kill Stevie Hunter back in the 80s, which is, like, Kitty Pryde's ballet teacher. What? Uh, yeah, that's, like, a whole thing. She used to be, like, this sassy teacher back in the 80s, and she never came back. But people really liked her. But then Xavier broke down Colossus's memories and helped him remember who he was, and so he rejoins the X-Men. And then Colossus's brother comes back from another dimension. <laughs> <laughs> Where he, where his brother was living as the messiah of that entire world. What? And then he comes back to, and then his brother, like, takes over the Morlocks and then pretends to kill them, but actually just teleports them back to the, like, his own secret world so all the Morlocks could live freely with him. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. So anyway, the Colossus' parents are, are slaughtered in Siberia from the Russian government. And wow. they also kidnap Ileana to use her uh, magic powers and Colossus the Russian and government go and save her. Does? Yes. Wow, okay. I know, but it's like, it's almost laughable how, like, Peter's, like, such a good guy. Colossus is such a good guy, but everything else in his life is, like, a horrible, tragic backstory. It's also just, like, really strange comic booky stuff. It it's... is, and I love that. Uh, and so, during that, 
uh, Eliana dies from the legacy virus and Colossus like gets really upset about it and at some point like also t- sustains an injury and gets brain damage and then joins Magneto's alkaloid so then he joins Magneto's side for a little while but it doesn't last for long because Kit- Colossus decides he has to go back to Kitty who's working with Excalibur at the time and he tries to get back with her but she's already dating Pete Wisdom so he like gets in a fight with him and then where McTaggart has to like come in like fix his brain damage which is not explained because it's Moira McCotter. It's like the Professor Xavier version, but like with science. So she like injects people with things. She's like, yeah, she's all she can better. always like heal all mutant ills. Like any any plot point that needs to be reversed, just call in Moira McTaggart to, to yeah, pretty inject much. It. it. And then so after his brain damage is healed, they let him join Excalibur. Uh, and then later on, Colossus then voluntarily also contracts the legacy virus because Beast has figured out a way to create an airborne antivirus, but like they need somebody to somebody's blood to mix it with or you know like after they've contracted it so colossus volunteers to do that and that's when he dies and he's cremated and kitty brings his ashes back to russian soil and then i don't think a full decade went by but a certain number of years went by because then later on in like the 2000s when joss whedon was writing astonishing x-men the x-men are dealing with the whole thing with that medical company that develops the mutant cure and they get a sample and beast and the x-men are like okay we gotta investigate what this is all about and it's actually being created by this alien ord and when they go onto a ship the kitty goes down to like the bowels of the ship or whatever and they find out that colossus never died because ord saw that colossus died back in time quickly replaced his body with a fake one like a cloned dead colossus and put him into a cell this whole time okay so they burned i guess they cremated the clone of colossus that whole time obviously i mean that's one way to bring a character back to life i guess i i I wrote a comment here i said because why not yep (laughs) so then colossus rejoins the x-men and then not too long after that colossus's relatives are being killed systematically so then his entire family line dies (laughs) and then it turns out to be mr sinister (laughs) oh my god See, you should have explained the clones that way, Joss no, Whedon. I know, right? Oh, I thought you were telling me that. I was like, that's no. not what happened, I mean, but that like, would have worked you, out much better. The proverbial you. It would have made more sense, because Mr. Sinister is very good at covering up plot holes with like, yeah, fake exactly. science. If you want to bring Colossus back, just tap Mr. Sinister in. Yeah, pretty much. Then, then I believe there's mention in that particular comic book where Mr. Sinister is like, don't you know the reason why you're indestructible is because your metal is made of adamantium? And Sinister's like, ha ha ha, I actually had something to do that with you because I injected something into you when you were a baby. Or It was like something insane. Like Sinister is everywhere and every and Mr. time. Mr. Sinister is like everyone's dad. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, anyway, so during that, Colossus's brother comes back from the other dimension and banishes Mr. Sinister in the other dimension. And then Mr. Sinister gets out like seconds later because it's Mr. Sinister and he has endless powers apparently. And then Ileana comes back from Limbo, and she's she's pissed, and she's, like, black magic and badass, and this is the version of her that still exists. And her and Colossus, like, they're still brother and sister and care for each other, but she's always like, you fucking just left me there, dude. Like, what the fuck? And Colossus is like, I'm sorry. I, I never knew how hard it would be for you. And Ileana's like, yeah, I fucking was in hell for a timeless period because that over in that limbo like it could have been hundreds of years for her and she just didn't age and then comes back like not too long after and she's like yeah i just was in hell for 200 years thanks <laughs> so they kind of work together but like they have their own issues 
but not too long after, Colossus uh, becomes the Juggernaut because the Juggernaut became Kurth. Because <laughs> why not? So Colossus makes a bargain with the Cetarach to destroy Juggernaut because Juggernaut's even more powerful than before. And Colossus is like, well, I'll be the Juggernaut then, bitch. And then, like, he decides to stay on Utopia because he deems himself, like, too dangerous to be near children because he's the fucking Juggernaut. Yeah. So, and then... During the Avengers where he says X-Men thing, he was one of the five people to get possessed by a fragment of the Phoenix Force. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know that, that's when the Phoenix came back for the umpteenth time and it possessed Colossus, Cyclops, Emma Frost, Namor, and Magic. Mm-hmm. And I think he was one of the first to lose his pieces because why the fuck? Like, why is Colossus the Juggernaut and also the, the Dark Phoenix? Yeah, why? I remember that part, the Phoenix part, and it was a lot and... I don't know. I've read some of those, but I don't remember them super well. Mm, I mean, I have some, but they're not that good. Uh, They're not. So then after his powers go out of control from the Phoenix Force, he joins Cable's X-Force, because that's what you do, is that when you're an out-of-control murdering machine, you join the Mm -hmm. X-Force. And then after that, he rejoins Storm's Extraordinary X-Men, which was the mansion that had been displaced and put into Limbo so that they could have a safe haven. So the X-Men were just hanging out in Limbo for fun. And then after the events of Inhumans versus X-Men, the mansion comes back out of limbo and is placed into uh, Central Park, which it now is. And Colossus is now working with that current X-Men team. And that brings us up to date. I hope wow. you were able to follow literally any of that. I mean, I followed it, but it was pretty fucking bonkers. I don't I, know. I definitely haven't read a lot of Colossus comics. Like the only times I've seen him have been when he's intersected with like other characters that I've given a shit about, you know? Like, I haven't really followed all that stuff. I mean, you're not telling me that you don't read Colossus exclusive stories, like, every single day? Nope. I don't really care. I I feel like he's not a character that, like, means anything to me. I mean, I've never really cared either. Sometimes he can be sexy with Wolverine. Sure. That's only once in a while. I Like, as I said, his sister is far more interesting than he is because she's, like, dark magic and mm-hmm. ready to fucking destroy everything. And Juggernaut's like, I'm a good guy. Yeah, I mean, also, I think my entire family's he's, dead. Like, set up as a counterpart to other characters who are bad. I mean, like, that's the purpose that he serves, like, in the Deadpool movie and, like, a lot of other stuff that he's in where it's like, yeah, oh, actually, look at this good guy. That, you know? that was a good shout out because Colossus in the Deadpool movie is probably one of the most accurate versions of any X-Men in any of the X-Men movies. Yeah, it's it's an enjoyable portrayal of him, which is why it's too bad that he's like, just seems like a weird idiot in this. But I mean, he's kind of a weird idiot in that, too. But yeah, whatever. but like in a way that's endearing, you know, yeah, he doesn't seem like a child. At least that's no, not how he came off to me. In you're, that. you're right. And this and he's just kind of an idiot. Well, we already had one incarnation of Colossus that we saw in Pride of the X-Men. That's true. If where you, everyone if was an idiot. If wants to go all the way back to episode one of the show. Yeah, go back to episode one of the show and you can discover how Nightcrawler and Colossus made out. There's also an incarnation of the Juggernaut in that show. Oh, yeah, that's right. I already forgot about that. Anyway... We can save Juggernaut talk for when we revisit Juggernaut again someday. Yeah, in like 10 years. <laughs> yeah, seriously, at the rate we're going. Let's take more holidays. Yes, please. <laughs> let's go on a holiday with Gambit. I hear he knows all the hot islands where we can get kidnapped together. Uh, he's just like fun to have sex with, but he's not going to be there in the morning. It's so true. Anyway, um, <laughs> while we're sexualizing the X-Men, we've got to talk about who's gay, right? The- X-Men are a metaphor for 
is there i still think storm and rogue are pretty gay in this i'm gonna say storm end of sentence storm seems very gay for rogue in this episode like she's constantly checking out rogue and like taking care of rogue and rogue is like flirting up flirting up a storm haha with everybody else who isn't storm and like still kind of like keeping storm on her shoulder but like also flirting with everybody else because you can't tie rogue down and even if you're dating rogue rogue is going to want to date everybody else yeah she's too busy pulling off her gloves and being like my hands are cold now i mean that was just for the job but she still clearly wants to fuck colossus she's like look at this fresh new metal meat like i don't even know maybe she sees it as like oh i could have sex with him because like his body turns into like literal metal i mean maybe but i don't think that would work i don't know maybe she gets stuck i don't know how colossus works I think Colossus would still, like, get his powers absorbed, though, if she touched him when he was metal. Because it's still, like, his skin. This is one of those things that, like, is unexplained and we'll never know. I'm sure somebody, some writer somewhere has, like, Somebody listening this. to the show is going to write into us, which you could do at themutantages at gmail.com. And you can let us know if Rogue has ever stolen colossus's powers while he's been in his metal form i would like to know that so please do email us if you know i don't actually know that this is one of those things because usually i I know all these weird little x-men facts that you won't know and like this is one of those things i just don't care about because i fucking who cares about colossus i probably (laughs) all of our fans research for this episode and even you are like you know what i don't care i Um, really don't and i read the crazy fucking back when it came out the one where him and mr sinister are like you may be part of one of mr sinister's butt babies i don't really fucking know like i didn't even care then i was like oh sinister's here i'm just gonna cut out the pictures of him bye um (laughs) I mean, speaking of, you know, Colossus in general, I I would love to be able to ship Colossus and Wolverine, but, like, there is not a lot to go on in this episode. There isn't, but there is that one screen cap that I I grabbed where after Wolverine jumps on Colossus at the fucking construction site, he holds Wolverine up above his head and, like, is holding Wolverine by his ass and, like, Wolverine's upside down and their faces are so close that I think they're going to do a Spider-Man kiss. (laughs) Well, they don't. I know. I was disappointed. I was like, I thought this was a porn I was watching. What the fuck? (laughs) Well, I guess we can give that an honorable mention. Um, There isn't, like, anybody else, really, who stands out to me. Uh, Uh, There's the Juggernaut and all the bankers. Yeah, you're right. The Juggernaut is dating all of those bankers. (laughs) The Juggernaut's actually in a gay relationship with money. (laughs) Oh my god, because money is masculine, and so is the Juggernaut, so it's gay. Also, in some fanfiction world, I'm sure there's some story where, like, Colossus and Beast hook up while they're in prison together. Oh, maybe. Like, I don't know. That is a really obscure pairing that I, I like, already forgot Beast was even in this episode. We've got to that point that, like, whatever we decide who the gay character is of that episode, I go off and I'm like, but in all the fan fiction versions of this episode, this is, like, like, what could have happened. every other character that's in there, and you're like, and this, and this, and this, Okay, well, if it was, like, truly a fan fiction, there would have been a scene where, like, they're searching the rubble of the mansion for Xavier, and, like, Cyclops and Wolverine go aside to fuck briefly and then come back. That would be true fan fiction. I mean, apparently Apparently that's what happened like before Wolverine covered up all the footsteps with leaves so that he could impress Cyclops and then recalled Cyclops over there because they actually moved the they like had sex on the footprints yeah and then Cyclops was like uh did you find any clues (laughs) (laughs) good shit anyway oh my god yeah this is like the first time we've recorded an episode that's actually a normal length of time 
Are you proud of us? That's because there's nothing in this episode. There's, <laughs> there's nothing there's to say. There's like fucking Even Colossus and Juggernaut like throwing toy cars at each other. Yeah, unfortunately those cars toys. weren't toys. They were actual also cars Also buildings full destroyed. of people. And yep. banks full of people. There's a lot of like human death in this, supposedly. But they don't show any of it. But like when you think about it. I, I, I guess we're supposed to assume that the X-Men just never actually kill anyone and somehow all the humans get out of the way because we like never see it they just run away screaming what would you give this one like i give it can i give it like one out of five x's i was thinking about giving it a one you know what i'll bump it up to i'll bump like it up a to 1.5 yeah me too <laughs> i'm gonna do the same thing because it's not the worst but it's, it's really not the worst fucking boring it's like. not the worst I, I mean we have given zeros before i think i gave a zero to that um alaska Warring episode, episode? Yeah, yeah i know but, that was um, really bad for this one i'm willing to give it a one because like it had moments where i laughed i enjoyed cyclops being petty about wolverine going off on his own all the time i always enjoy moments where storm and rogue are gay or in this case storm looks like she's pining for rogue and it's cute um so like those were highlights for me but but the i mean rest i of laughed episode, at all the wacky shit too like i also Rogue the coming jubilee, in sexily jubilee and wolverine relationship stuff that that oh, happened yeah. here. i mean you're right okay so let's give it a 1.5 I'm, I'm cool with that yeah i mean i would almost give it a two except that the rest of the episode is so boring it really I would, is i don't know if i would say skip this one i guess i would say watch it but no you could skip it because like because Jarkonaut gets another episode later that explains his fucking relationship with Xavier. And also, Jarkonaut keeps coming back. Like, You're it right. won't be taken care of. I was trying of. to think if, like, anything is introduced with Colossus that matters. But, like, honestly, no. No, because they do another episode where they reintroduce him. And they're like, oh, this is Colossus. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. It's not that it's a filler episode, but it, it, it just feels like. It could be, but it's it like important because be. they introduced Juggernaut, but not in a way that makes any kind of sense. I think they were trying to introduce Colossus and Juggernaut, and they were like, "We did a bad job. Let's redo both of those introductions later." <laughs> Hold on, what's what's even next? I'm gonna look it up. Okay, I'm gonna spoil myself and find out what's next on the X Men agenda. X Genda. I was the about X-Men. to say X Genda, which isn't even a clever <laughs> thing to say. No, it's not. Uh, okay, so season one, right? Mm-hmm. That's where we are? Yes, still. Well, this is going to be a long show. I mean, it wouldn't be that long if we could successfully do one-hour episodes every time like this one is. Uh Oh, the next episode is The Cure. Okay. Uh, that's, oh, God, this is like when Apocalypse randomly gets introduced, and then like we have like a bunch of episodes about Apocalypse and then time traveling. Oh, great. Shit is about to go off the rails. Well, we already sort of went off the rails as soon as we went to, like... Alaska? Yeah. And, I mean, it came back a little bit for Genosha, but this is, like, when... We're about to enter the period of time that X-Men Apocalypse, that bad movie that we Yeah, we're about to watch that movie in animated form. Yeah, because that's where they pulled all those lines from. I know. I guess we'll get to see them again. If we're if we're ever lucky, we'll get to review the movies on this show. But yeah, I think we should do it. I think years. we should like take breaks now and then and do a live action episode. We could do that. Uh, well, if you guys want to invite us to events or conventions, we'll just do it there. Yeah, I mean, why would anyone do that? Let's just invite ourselves. I like. I just like <laughs> invite us over, and then we'll do a live invite reading us for to you. your house, and we'll watch excellent together, <laughs> and Don't then invite tell us to your you house. what we That's think weird. about it. 
Well, I do think that maybe we could do it in between series. So when we finish X-Men, the animated series, before we do X-Men Evolution, we could hop into one of the movies. I mean, we I could do that, but I feel like there's like a bajillion episodes in X-Men Also, the we can't series. even start with the first X-Men movie. We have to start with the Generation X movie. Yes. Which I love. Actually, that's my second favorite X-Men film. Maybe we shouldn't like try to do that in chronological order. Like maybe we should just do that at random because otherwise we're like never gonna. It's not gonna make any sense. But anyway, we be, can they could be we can work out that schedule for off my the air, birthday. And I'm gonna cut all of this out because this like doesn't need to be in the show. We're gonna but do anyway. a special X Men episode for my birthday, and it's gonna feature Sabretooth coming to wish me a happy birthday by trying to beat me up. Okay. That's just like a separate thing that we're going to do where I like try to hire a paid actor to well, play Well, it better Saber be like Tooth. a hot wrestler or something. Yeah. I'm it's into wrestlers be now. It's like a really difficult birthday present to fulfill. So um, if you happen to look like Sabretooth and you want to like help me, then, Actually, then let don't us do, know. Actually, don't do this. Because if anybody's going to come and like jump all over me, can at least look like Wolverine? Because Sabretooth is fucking ugly. Well, if you're interested in that, then I guess email themutantages at gmail.com. And you can also email us other things too. Just questions oh do we have rear mail <laughs> we only have one and it's from drake uh who has emailed us in the past uh he's actually the one that gave us the csx time yeah sign off because we couldn't come up with anything because we're idiots so he messaged us and it's a short one he says hey maddie and ryan just wanted to say i'm really like glad you both liked my sign off idea also <laughs> i thought up a joke why were wolverine and cyclops wearing the same color pants because they both like their jeans gray. <laughs> and for the record, we already read this joke we like did. while we were on vacation. Good. And I laughed. I had forgotten about this email. I was like, why did I already know there was an email? And it was because you already told me about it. And you told me this joke, which is a yeah. great joke. Oh, it was funny too, because Maddie was like laughing really hard. And then she goes, that's a really stupid joke. I'm like, but you just <laughs> laughed for a full minute. So clearly it worked. I think whatever type of humor Drake has is your type of humor. Because, you know, see you next time. It's good shit. It is. Uh, So you can also email us anything questions, suggestions, X Men uh, jokes, fan art, whatever you want. Oh, yeah. If you want to send some fan art, if you want to dress up as Wolverine for my birthday, that's cool. (laughs) But my birthday is in October, so don't do it yet. Yeah, you've got a lot of time to like work on your costume. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be like a cosplay contest of Wolverines. I feel like this is like opening a can of worms where that we don't want to do. All right, yeah, okay, let's not let's take. I don't know. It's already out there. Anyway, I mean, now it's too late. Now you're propositioning people on the podcast. It's already happened. The can of worms has been opened. I mean, Marion does this shit all the time on Let's Watch Two Movies. So I don't know. I don't think we've ever had a moment on that show where we openly invited somebody to dress as a specific character to suit our sexual needs yet. <laughs> you can tune into that show which is also part of atomic blue productions which is our media company for the stuff that we make and we have a youtube channel and twitter accounts and all sorts of stuff yep you can find us on atomic blue prod on twitter and please 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 go subscribe to our youtube channel because we've been posting a lot there lately yeah it's and we mostly... post the funnest stuff yeah we do little animated versions of this show on there and there's also a reaction show where maddie and i watched a x-men parody we made when we were 16 that's up there we laugh at it and make a lot of fun of it um also we have a patreon which you know if you want to give us money that'd be cool too but you don't have to if you can't afford it but if you can you should yeah and if you want to give us patreon money 
you don't have to give us a lot. Like a buck is awesome, and it helps us in the long run. Because if all of our listeners and viewers gave us like a dollar each, we'd be able to afford equipment really fucking fast. Yeah, it would be. We could awesome. upgrade our material. We could pay to have some guests on these shows. Yeah. Like anyway, yeah. Um, we're individually on Twitter. I'm at Mitty Myers, and I am at Ryan Pagella, and on Instagram at Ryan That's it. We did all the plugs. Uh, that's my mutant power long. plugging. <laughs> Gross. No, the, oh, I wasn't taking it. Wow, you took it to a level that I wasn't. I meant it professionally. Okay. That's still gross. I I just <laughs> meant it as in like plugging up wounds. That's you know, not Resident what I, Evil. That's well, all I meant. I, I went straight to dildos. <laughs> I mean, that is what I meant. I was just trying to change it. Well, you know what? <laughs> this is a show where we have an entire section de- dedicated to who's gay i'm so tired i'm gonna cut out all the parts of the show where i made jokes that were stupid no you're not yeah i am you don't know how much editing i do in post anyway i, I do too i to listen bed. to the episodes yeah but you i i'm sure you don't remember everything well, we say. i'm not going to bed yet because i don't like to sleep so you guys can all message me and i'll know from the future like cable and bishop <laughs> okay um <laughs> anyway See you, you next time. time. <laughs>at atomicblueproductions.com or support us at patreon.com slash atomicblueproductions.